Hi, this is Sarit Schwetzer, and welcome to the It Is Taught podcast, a podcast devoted to the teachings of Rabbi Schneir Zalman of Liadi, as recorded in his most famous work, the Tanya. My hope for this show is to make these teachings accessible and relatable to the average person, regardless of prior Jewish education or affiliation. The episodes follow the prescribed daily study portions and are meant to serve as practical lessons in how to live your life as your true self and develop an authentic and powerful relationship with your creator. I have personally experienced the effects the study of this work has had on me, and I'm excited to share what I can of this knowledge with you. So please join me on this journey of learning, self-growth, and connection with your source. And welcome to the It Is Taught podcast. This is episode 406 for the ninth of Teves in a regular year. So today we are going to be beginning chapter nine of Likutei Amarim. And the topic of today's Tanya is the residencies of the two different souls. So you might be coming, be becoming familiar at this point with the fact that we've been talking about that a Jew has two different souls. We have an animal soul and we also have a godly soul. Just to recap, the animal soul is the seat of all kinds of different behaviors and instincts and impulses that are not necessarily the most godly or selfless oriented. So it's not necessarily a bad thing. Like we talked about how the animal soul of a Jew can actually be the origin and the source of a lot of positive traits such as generosity and giving and even empathy and things like that. Uh, However, Nevertheless, it's not entirely selfless. So the other soul, the godly soul, is the soul which acts and behaves and is motivated by selfless means by totally just serving God, and it has no, uh, it has no concern for itself. So it's only in soul concerns for God. So to get into the specifics, so we're going to start off by talking about the uh, the the residency of the animal soul. Where does the animal soul reside within the body? So each one of these souls are found within our body. So where, where do they actually reside? So the residence of the animal soul, which again, it comes from Klipas Noga. If, uh, if you want to learn more about Klipas Noga, you can go back a few episodes. And it is found within the left ventricle of the heart. So it's right there in our body, in the left ventricle of our heart, which is filled with blood. And this explains this idea where there's a saying in Deuteronomy in Devarim in chapter 2, verse 23, which says, Hadam hua nefesh, the blood is the soul. So in the nefesh here, we're referring to the soul, we're referring to is the animal soul. And so this is basically saying that all kinds of different desires that we have and all kinds of needs for glory and anger and all kinds of things like this, they come from the heart. They stem in the heart. And from the heart, it spreads out to the entire body. And it even rises up to the brain that's in one's mind to think about all kinds of different things. So one way of thinking about this is is the the concept of rationalization. So if you know if you ever see somebody who wants something very strongly, maybe you've had this experience where you really really want something and it may be good for you, may not be good for you, whatever it is, but that desire is so strong that it starts off as a really strong emotional desire and then what happens is that you start to create rationalizations for it in your brain. 
So it starts in the heart and then it seeps through the entire body and then it goes up into the mind where you start to create these rationalizations for it. And this is paralleled really to the physical blood, that the physical blood that starts off in the heart, it goes from the heart and it spreads out to the entire, to all of the organs of the body and then it goes up to the brain is what the Altarapa says. And then he contrasts this with the godly soul, which the residence of the godly soul is actually in the mind. It's in the brain, of it, which is in the head. And it spreads out from there to all of the organs and also into the heart, this time into the right side of the heart. So it's really in a totally moving the totally different direction of the animal soul. So the animal soul goes from the heart to the body to the brain. The godly soul resides in the brain and then it goes from there to the whole body and into the right ventricle of the heart. And the ultra says here that this right ventricle of the heart actually does not have blood in it. I'm not an expert in physiology, so if anybody wants to look that up and see if it parallels today's science, you can. But according to the ultra he says the right ventricle of the heart does not have blood. And this is why it says that, uh, and, and this comes from Kohelet, from Ecclesiastes, chapter 10, verse 2, where it says, Lev we note that the heart of the chacham, the heart of a wise man, is in the, the right side of him. So, and this is, this. how does this manifest in the heart? What is what is the, the manifestation of the emotions that a person finds in their heart that come from this godly soul that started out in the brain? This is the love of God that's like a burning flame that the heart gets very heated, very aroused by this. And this is the idea where, again, it's in contrast to the idea that where we said with the animal soul that what happens is a person starts off having these emotions, these like very instinctual kind of like animalistic emotions and then they turn to the brain where they start to rationalize here it works in the totally opposite direction that a person starts off with having a god having a, a deep understanding of god and deep deep understanding of more holy ideas in their mind and then this translates into a deep feeling in their heart for a love of god and this happens through meditating within one's mind on things that will arouse this love of god and so too can a person arouse other feelings towards God. So for example, the feeling to want to glorify God and to beautify God and all of that, that can come from the idea that a, a person intellectually looks at the, the glory of the kingship and the beautification of God. Like a person really meditates on how great God is. This will lead to them feeling this sense and this need and want to glorify God actually in their hearts. And the Altarabist supports this idea from another verse from Kohelet, from Ecclesiastes, Ecclesiastes, which is that's the eyes of a chacham are in his head. And this is from chapter two, verse 14. And again, it's alluding to this idea that the the eyes, meaning the chokhmah, the, the chokhmah is, uh, wisdom is often likened to sight. So it's that basically the orientation of a chacham, the orientation of a wise person are in their, their head. So a person starts off in their head, a wise person, they, they start in the mind and they start in meditating upon God. And this will lead to different emotions in their heart. And so we talked about the emotion of love and we talked about the emotion of feeling the need to beautify God and the altar concludes and he says that this applies to all other emotions 
that will come that uh, these godly kind of emotions these holy emotions that are in the heart they come from the mind so just to again give a little bit of a recap and to kind of you know put this in kind of like plain english is the way that i see this and that i understand this is that we have kind of like two again we have two souls we have the the, the animal soul and we have the godly soul so the animal soul is sort of like our instinctual drives the things that are just totally animalistic in that sense. And these things are, stem from the heart. These are these inst instincts that we have come from our heart. And then what happens after we get these impulses, these feelings, these really strong desires is they seep up into our mind where we rationalize and we tell ourselves why these desires are actually a good thing for us to have versus uh, by contrast, the godly soul works in the totally opposite direction where it resides in the brain and then it seeps into the heart. So what happens is in that case, when a person gets in touch with this more like godly, I, I called it in the title here, intuition, like this sort of like this higher part of themselves. If a person really taps into that, how do you tap into that is by using your mind and really intellectually meditating upon God and thinking about God and, and trying to understand God and learning about God. This will lead to your feelings to your emotions following and these emotions will then be very godly as well and you'll have this um these godly feelings of love and the want to to glorify and beautify god and as a, just as a kind of closing note something that might help make these ideas a little bit more relevant is if you look at contemporary society nowadays and it's been this way for quite a while actually and what's really glorified and what's really idealized is this idea of listening to your emotions you know like this idea of really see how you feel listen to how you feel honor how you're feeling and everything like that and what we've learned today in in the tanya portion of today is that this is in stark opposition to judaism especially as uh, the altar teaches it because the feelings yes they may be very real and they may be very strong and true but ultimately if you begin with your feelings if you use your feelings as your guide what you're actually doing is you're you're letting your animal soul be in control because if you remember the seat of the animal soul is in the heart and once those emotions are in your heart you can then rationalize these emotions in any which way that you want so a different way to go about this is by, you know, listening to the godly soul, which the, what's the godly soul? The godly soul is rooted in the mind. It's in the, the brain. And from there, it seeps into the heart. So one way that, and the ultra is going to get into this, you know, a lot more as we go through the Tanya, but something just to think about here is this idea that we have the choice. Do we want to listen to our heart and then from the heart have whatever we're feeling in the moment? dictate how we think and how we live our lives or do we want to use our brains and start with the mind and start with our thinking faculties and then have that rule over our heart and have that dictate how we feel which the ultra basically is teaching us here in today's tanya that it can go either way and it, the question is is it going to be coming from the animal soul or is it going to be coming from the godly soul so we know in modern day society uh, the the value seems to be placed on listening and starting with your emotions and honoring how you feel. And the ultra basically here is is saying that that is the 
the uh, going with that mentality is really the uh, dominion of the animal soul and not the godly soul. And we'll talk about this more as we go through the chapters and throughout the rest of the book. So that is it for today. We will continue tomorrow and I'll speak to you then. Thanks for listening to the It Is Top podcast hosted by Sarit Switzer. This podcast is dedicated in loving memory of my maternal grandfather, Avraham Yitzchak ben Binyamin Cohen of Blessed Memory. Music by Shoshana. If you enjoyed this episode and would like to support the show, please share it with others and subscribe on YouTube, Apple iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And make sure to leave us a five-star review. To find out more about the It Is Top project, including more information on my soon-to-be-published book, please visit our website, itistaught.com. To catch the latest from me, follow me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Looking forward to speaking with you tomorrow, and until then, have a great day.